Watch Crew Sports. This is Eric, your ranting co-host here. And if you're looking on YouTube, uh, you'll see why Zach and I are very excited to do this episode because we are going to be doing a 2022 season preview of our favorite team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I uh, just wanted to say real quick, uh, Connor wasn't able to be here. Uh, him and Zach were on a cruise recently, and Connor's been stuck in airports having trouble getting home with flight delays and stuff. So Zach and I decided that since it was just the two of us that we'll talk about the Jaguars. Um, just real quick, though, before we get into it, um, I'm going to hand it over to Zach real quick. He's got a couple of announcements uh, to make real quick. So, Zach, take it away, man. Yeah, some uh, some big announcements coming at the start of the show here. Uh, thanks to everybody who's tuned into this. Uh, hopefully a lot of you guys are Jaguars fans and uh, will enjoy this episode. But uh, we do want to send thanks and appreciation towards our fans that have subscribed on YouTube. We just passed 300 subscribers the day that we're recording this. Well, I think we're at like 302 at the moment. Um, but it, it means a lot to us. We've all been uh, working hard the last few weeks to really push the YouTube additional content, you know, whether it's Eric making prize pick videos, Connor doing his hockey weekly update videos. I've done some miscellaneous NBA related videos as well on the channel. And then we're always doing this weekly podcast. That's been, you know, a tradition going on for like three years now. So uh, thanks to everyone who's subscribed to YouTube and hopefully you're enjoying all the additional content on that platform specifically. Um, and then also too, I want to share with you guys what we have planned in store for the summer. So this uh, podcast is actually going to be the kickoff for our 2022 NFL team preview uh series that we're doing on youtube so this this is a youtube style series and connor eric and i are going to be doing uh team previews for all 32 teams uh so no matter what team you're a fan of eventually at some point this summer we're going to make a video dedicated uh to that team and the big topics around it you'll see how this episode style it'll be a similar style with uh your team in it and yeah, so we're all, all three of us are making videos on it. There will be three videos a week. Most, you know, not going to guarantee this or anything, but we're going to try and do uh, videos on Monday or no, is it Sunday? Uh, <laughs> I, basically, we're just going to yeah. be getting a bunch of episodes out a week. And, and then in addition to the NFL stuff, uh, Zach, I know you've also got another project you're working on as well. So tell the viewers about that real quick. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be three three NFL team videos a week. And I've got a thing of my own going on, which is going to be centered around college football. Uh, more so looking at conferences as a whole. So looking at the major five conferences and also the American Athletic Conference. So what I'm going to be doing in those it's kind of giving a brief outlook on each team for this upcoming season and where I think each team ranks within their conference. So uh, you'll hear my projected rankings for each of the conferences, and those will be weekly videos as well. And um, 
I, I don't have exactly the order determined yet, but if you're a fan of any team and that plays in the group of five or power five or the American conference, uh, you will hear your team, you know, mentioned and I'll rank them and give my thoughts on where that team's at. Uh, so that's the big news of all the additional content. Like I said, YouTube at Clutch Crew Sports, just search YouTube and Clutch Crew Sports. You'll see our logo. You'll see our, our stuff on there. Subscribe. It mean a lot. Um, like the videos, comment on them. If you, if you enjoyed the video, uh, turn on the notifications bell. So you, you don't miss out when we're posting three videos <laughs> a week. Um, all those things, we, we really appreciate it. And Eric, um, I, I know you want to thank specifically some of our subscribers. Yeah, so a lot of the subscribers we've gotten recently are some of my coworkers at my job. And you know, if you're listening to this, I'm very grateful that you've done that. I know it was a requirement for you to keep your job and everything, but I'm still grateful. <laughs> uh, I'm still grateful that y'all have done that. And it, it really does mean a lot because the more, you know, subs we have, the more likely YouTube will recommend our videos to other people. And, you know, and y'all have been watching the videos, which is increasing our viewership numbers. Like Zach and I were just looking back at some of our really, really old episodes last night and, they, we had some videos that literally only have like two and three views on them and stuff. But now most of our latest videos that have been coming out in the last two or three weeks have probably been averaging anywhere from like 40 to 60 views. So I know to some people, 40 to 60 views may not be a lot, but compared to where we were, it's a huge jump and hopefully it's a trend in the right direction. So, um, so, and we're excited. We are like, you know, we are working crazy hard here. So, um, it's a lot, but I guess uh, what we'll do here is, uh, you know, not take up any more time, especially if you're a Jaguars fan or you're ready to get into our preview. And so what we're going to talk about first is just some of the the key additions that the Jaguars made, some of the players that left. Um, the Jaguars definitely, you know, were bringing in a new coaching staff. They, uh, it was definitely a bit of a revolving door there. A lot of people leaving and then a lot of people coming in to replace them. And we're not going to go through like all of these people individually necessarily, but um, but you'll notice if you're looking at this, if you're looking at the screen, you'll notice that a lot of the players that we have on here, uh, both the additions and the departures are the same position. So uh, essentially, like you've got uh, Brandon Scherf replacing or uh, replacing Brandon Linder. You've got Christian Kirk replacing DJ Chark. Um, and then like we drafted Trayvon Walker replacing Miles Jack. And I didn't put a Doug Peterson picture on this slide, but obviously he's replacing Urban Meyer. And that's obviously an upgrade there. <laughs> uh Zach, do you disagree with that? No, no, nobody should uh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you disagree Jags with fans, that, yeah, go ahead. I was saying Jags fans, you know, there's lots of times we don't agree on stuff like Eric and I, you see people posting ridiculous things about the team, but by and large, that's the one thing that I think every Jags fan can unite on is is uh, how bad he Urban Meyer was. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And Doug Peterson's won a Super Bowl, so I think it's yeah. a great. Yeah. But um, but just getting to the players here, so I'm not going to necessarily compare like each one individually here. But I just wanted to ask you like real quick, Zach, like looking at all of the additions that the Jags made versus the players that have left. Um, would you say overall that the Jaguars? you know, got better, would you, I mean, I think in my opinion, they got better, but would you say they got 
substantially better or maybe just a little bit better or do you think it's like even like where do you rank this and 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 why so i think they got quite a bit better um and it's not that's not difficult to say because it's not like the people that they lost really they were good some of them were good players that we'll talk about but they didn't win anything the last two years the teams won like what three or four games so it's you know it they obviously they just wasn't working out and when you have two consecutive terrible seasons like that you you need major changes um and they spent big money and they got guys that have had success elsewhere kirk christian kirk is more of a potential that you're banking on with his ability and his youth but Scherf, he comes in as you know behind uh Honestly, probably behind Tony Vaselli is the most, you know, decorated with awards offensive lineman the team's ever had. Um, and then you've got the number one overall pick coming on the defensive side of the ball and Trevon Walker. You know, he came from Georgia, which just won a national championship. So you're bringing in guys with that have accomplishments. Doug Peterson, like talked about, won a Super Bowl. Walkers won a college championship. All all these guys have have either won or um, were really good players on their last team. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like some of the positions, I might say it's a little more even. And I obviously have a bias with Miles Jack. You know, I really liked him, so uh, hate hate to see him go. I know Connor's happy he's on the Steelers now, but but overall, I definitely think this is a much better team. I think they. I think they did a good job, you know, for the most part, you know, addressing uh, a lot of the needs. Because even though we've got these three pitchers here, you know, they also brought in Darius Williams for the secondary, who just, you know, won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Uh, and he was a key part of that defense. And they also uh, um, brought in like Evan Ingram at tight end to give Trevor another weapon. And I just, I, I feel like the Jaguars made a lot of good moves like some of the moves i didn't love but overall i think it's definitely an improvement for sure um so now let's look at the key storylines for the jaguars this season if my computer will work there it goes um we've got like three uh quick stories here but the biggest one that zach and i agreed that we felt like we needed to talk about uh so not the rookie draft class from this year but the draft class from 2021 I, I overall, I think it's just going to be so important that, you know, we see improvements from these guys, because overall, like out of this whole list, if you're looking at it here, the only one really, in my opinion, that had a good season overall was Tyson Campbell. And he struggled at the start. But, you know, that's normal for rookies. But he definitely got a lot better towards the end of the season. But you know, like like Walker Little never got into that starting role. Obviously, ETN missed the whole season with the injury. You know, Trevor struggled. But again, I think that's more of an Urban Meyer thing. And then also speaking of an Urban Meyer thing, just for some reason, he never played Andre Cisco at safety. Like He always had Andrew Wingard in there for some reason. I'm hoping that Doug Peterson and his coaching staff will not make the same mistake. But um but so Zach and I definitely both agree that we want to see a lot more out of this class. Like some of the later on picks, you know, you may not expect as much from them, but you know, all these guys that went the first three rounds, you know, we definitely need to see improvement. So I guess like 
Zach, just give me a general, you know, expectation out of, you know, for what you expect out of some of these guys going into the 2022 season. Yeah. So I'm, I'm being glass half full with this draft class uh, more than I have with much of their other draft classes. And it's honestly, uh, a lot of it's probably because we haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen them on the field a lot other than Trevor. Most of these guys haven't played a ton, which means that they weren't terrible last year. They weren't a part of the, you know, mess that was on the field. So that gives you hope that they're, you know, going to be better than what the team was last year. Um, a guy to me that I'm, you know, most excited about is probably going to be, I mean, aside from Trevor, obviously, would be ETN. Just because I feel like people are outside of Jaguars fans. And even some Jags fans are kind of forgetting about him and, you know, not realizing why two years ago everyone was talking about him being the best running back in the draft and talking about all the different unique skill set that he has. Um, and that's what intrigues me because he can, you know, this team needs an offensive identity. You don't get an identity when you're scoring like 15 points a game, you know, and that's what they were doing last year. So, I want to really see how they balance him and James Robinson with the running game and just the creative ways that they can use ETN in different packages and sets and stuff. And I think Trevor will be more comfortable with him there. And, you know, I'm hoping that it's uh, exciting to watch and, you know, gives this team a true offensive identity, which they were sorely needing. Oh, yeah, for sure. We need all the help on offense we can get. And and speaking of offense, too, like Walker Little, like I really want to see him develop. And I'm really hoping he's able to win the starting right tackle job and take that away from Jawan Taylor because um, Jawan Taylor is just like a penalty waiting to happen. Like it seems like he commits at least one holding penalty a game. It seems like every play it seems like he false starts almost like I'm shocked. He doesn't get called for that more often. Like it seems like he always moves before the snap. Like, so I, if, if they, if Walker little is good enough to earn that starting job, I would love to see him get in there. And, and also with Andre Cisco, like I mentioned too, like I, I don't get why urban Meyer refused to play him in games last year. Like, cause even when he did come in, it seemed like he made a, an impact and, I think he could make a big difference in that secondary. So I would really like all these guys in the first three rounds that we got in the 21, 2021 draft class. I think they can all make a difference next year. And then obviously, you know, just to touch real quick on Trevor. I mean, he's obviously got to be better, but you know, I still worry about our O line a little bit, but I think they've got better weapons around him. And once James Robinson's healthy, he's going to have two really good running backs to work with. He's got Evan Ingram and, Zach and mine's favorite TE one Dan Arnold at tight end. And, you know, then with the addition of Christian Kirk at wide receiver to go with Marvin Jones and Chenault, you know, I, I think our offense can be pretty decent next year. Um, and then moving on now though, we briefly touched on this earlier and I don't think we need to spend too much time on this one, but, um, I think just, I think bringing in Doug Peterson was a great move. I know Zach and I both in the off season, uh, we really wanted the Jaguars to bring in Byron Leftwich. It definitely would have been a more exciting hire. And then obviously with him having the you know connection, being a former quarterback for us and stuff like that. 
we would have loved to have him in, but Doug Peterson was my second choice though. And I was worried we weren't going to bring him in because it seemed like he was like the first one they interviewed. And then they started interviewing all these other people and then giving other people second interviews. And I don't remember if Doug Mm -hmm. got a second interview. I don't remember ever hearing about it. Uh And, and so it it seemed like they forgot about Doug Peterson. And then when it was obvious that Byron wasn't going to be the guy, I was like, Oh my God, dude, we're going to have like Daryl Bevel as our head coach or like, or like, I, I just was so scared. But then they announced it was Doug Peterson. I'm like, okay, I can live with this. Thank God. Like, I mean, the man won a Super Bowl with the Eagles with Nick Foles as his quarterback in the playoffs. And Carson Wentz, like, since, you know, Doug Peterson was separated from him, just hasn't been anywhere near as good. I think he's a great quarterback coach, which is what Trevor needs. Um, so, Zach, are you pretty confident in Doug? And do you have anything else to add about him? Or do you disagree with me? Or what are your thoughts? No, no I, I, I'm a big Doug fan. And initially during the, the coaching process, the hiring process, Doug wasn't super high on my list just because I thought his exit from Philly was more like an ego thing and more of, you know, not getting along with the management and stuff. And with, you know, Trent Balky, it's, you know, you can't, like, you can't bring in a coach. If he, if Balky's going to be the GM, you can't have a coach that has a high ego or clashes, you know, gets in fights and stuff like that. But uh, ever since he's been hired, I mean, every interview that he's done, he's, you know, talked about how much he just loves football. Like, that. this is, he just doesn't because he loves doing it and it, that's really refreshing um that he's enjoying what he's doing he's enjoying the team he likes the players i mean he he made an effort to know uh know the players and the staff and you know every and then even just stuff with the fans too interacting with them so um he's you know he hasn't coached a game yet or anything but up until this point he's done everything by the books that you want him to do and yeah, with the success he had with Philly, it wasn't an overnight situation. They didn't win in one year, but Philly was in a similar situation as us with, you know, I think a team on the rise, a young team and a young quarterback. And, you know, that's what he's known for getting the best out of the quarterbacks, which was number one on my list on what they needed in the coach. So I know I'm like rambling on a lot, but yeah, no, it's okay, man. And and even even Susan is a Cowboys fan, likes Doug Peterson because we found out that he really likes ice cream, and Susan loves ice cream. So like, we've even got Susan on our side here with this. So yeah. <laughs> even though he coached the Eagles, one of her rivals, but she even approves now now that she knows he likes ice cream. So I, I I'm excited about Doug Peterson, and um, and I'm just I guess uh getting a little later where I wanted to go. Just real quick, we'll touch on the. The defense here and the reason why I've got this picture on here is because in my opinion I feel like if everyone on our defense can live up to the potential with the returning players we have with the new guys we brought in I think this defense low-key will be really good I mean if you look in the media and stuff right now there is nobody talking about this defense at all and in fact there I mean most people you know think we're going to be the worst team in the league again I mean and it's understandable we've had the number one pick the last two years so I don't you know, judge these people for feeling that way. But, you know, we've got, uh, you know, Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker now who are going to be past rushers. 
We've got Shaq Griffin, uh, Tyson Campbell, and now Darius Williams from the Rams in the uh, in the cornerback spots. You know, Cisco and Jenkins are like they're not going to be the greatest safety tandem. But I think they're going to be pretty solid. And you know, and then you look at all the linebackers that we brought in. Um, I forgive me, I can't pronounce his last name, but uh, Foy like Alulakam. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but from Atlanta, he's a speedy linebacker. We brought in um, Devin Lloyd in the draft, and um, they even used a third, another third-round pick on a linebacker. I mean, this this defense is – I'm not saying they're going to be the 2017 Jags defense or anything, but I think they low-key could be a top 15 or better defense, whereas most people probably have us near the bottom. Like, do you share the same confidence with me on this, Zach? Yeah, I do. I I'm a little bit more skeptical, I think, than you are, just because I think last year they were okay in most situations, but their biggest downside was just not getting the turnovers. That was what plagued them. Hopefully, that's Cisco's specialty. I mean, you know, he led college football in, in turnovers. So now that he gets a chance to play, uh, I expect them to get more interceptions. But that's just the one thing, you know, the games that they won last year, they you know, they won the turnover battle and pretty much every other game they lost, you know, they did lose the turnover battle. So to me, that's the one, that's the the biggest key thing because, you know, they did an okay job stopping the run uh, against big name running backs and stuff. And they got teams off the field. They, they would, you know, it seemed like they would hold up for the first quarter, the first, the first half, but the offense was so bad. They weren't generating points and stuff. So, the defense kind of fell apart late in games. And I just think if they can get the turnovers going, that's going to be the, the biggest key for them to, to be a top 15 defense. Yeah, I agree. And, and of course, and that's how you help your offense too. You know, when you're, if your offense is struggling, like when you get those interceptions or strip sacks, things like that, like, or like stopping them on fourth down at when they go for it at midfield or something like giving the offense, good field position is crucial. So uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm not like guaranteed. I'm not going to like lock it or anything. Like I know Connor used to always like be the one to lock stuff. I'm not locking that, but I, but I definitely feel like it could happen. And I, and I guess I wanted to talk about it just cause I feel like it's a bit of a sleeper thing just because nobody's talking about it. So, um, so those are going to be the key storylines. And I feel like really with the Jaguars just trying to rebuild, there's probably even more stuff we could have talked about, but I think those are the most important ones. Um, the last thing we're going to do is look at the schedule and then give our like projected win totals. Um, but so Zach, um, looking at the Jaguars 2022 schedule here, what is the most like important game or stretch of games in your opinion? Uh, where, where on the schedule do you feel is most important for the Jaguars? Yeah. So I, I don't see like one doer. This team's not, in a do or die state at the, you know, preseason, it's not like, Oh, you know, this week 10 game, if they don't win that in their season. So, you know, like I don't really see that with them. What I see is week one at the Washington commanders, you know, that's a winnable game. The NFL, I think gave the Jags a break there on the schedule and gave them, they do have to go on the road, but it's a team that they could easily beat And, to me, that's huge. I, I always think teams that win week one just start off the season. It's just 
so much better to start the season one and zero than zero and one because even if you lose the second game, you're you're five hundred, and you have to lose the the next game to go to go under five hundred. So, you know, for two weeks there, you're five hundred or better. So, yeah, they do have some home games after that um, after that week one game. You know, the Colts at home they they traditionally beat. So, if you're looking at it from that aspect. You know, a win against the Colts and then a week one win, two and zero, and that's you know, way way better than they've done in the recent past. So, uh, getting the wins and getting them early, I think, is going to be key for this team. You know, the schedule gets tougher later in the year, and those wins aren't going to be guaranteed or even projected to to happen. But uh, week one for for the Jags, I think, is is going to be huge. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that because I, I know that we typically beat the Colts at home, but also it's like every year it seems like they have a new quarterback. So with Matt Ryan, you know, who now who knows if he'll be able to break that curse for them or whatever. But but, you know, if we don't beat the Colts week two, you know, the Chargers and Eagles both on the road, those are going to be really tough games, too, especially the Chargers. Like the Jaguars always seem to lose on the West Coast for some reason. And, you know, if we were to lose weeks two through four, if we also lose week one, that's zero and four, which is terrible. Like they cannot do that. So I, I, I can I agree with that. And another like I'm not going to pick a specific game, but for me, that uh, stretch from weeks eight through ten where they play the Broncos, Raiders and Chiefs. I mean, the AFC West is probably the most loaded division in football right now. And I mean, two of those games are at home, which is good. One of them being the London game. Uh, and they're also playing a home game the week before that. So I, I do like this stretch in that aspect. But at the same time, you know, those are three very difficult teams. And, you know, let's say if we get to after week seven, if if we do happen to be like four and three or even if we're three and four, like, you know, looking like maybe we could contend for a playoff spot. Like the Jaguars cannot afford to lose all three of those games like even though these three teams on paper are all better than us, like the Jaguars are going to need to find a way to win at least one of those games. If after the bye week if they want to still be in contention for a playoff spot. So that's what I'm looking at. Um, but I do think the Jaguars have a you know good mix of winnable games on here. There's definitely some very tough games, but I feel like it's a pretty fair and balanced schedule. I don't think it leans easy or hard necessarily, but um, the Vegas odds here I've got on the bottom for the Jaguars projected win total is six. And so one thing we're going to do with these NFL team series is for the previews is uh, pick if we think the teams will go over or under their projected win totals. Uh, and then also with this being six, like with it being a whole number and not a half number, there is a possibility it could be a push. Um so, Zach, you've got the Jaguars projected over six wins. Just give me your thoughts real quick on that uh, and how you think they're going to make that happen. Yeah, so I, I'm not going to lay out the combination of this team they beat, this team. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to say when I first saw the schedule, and I still kind of feel this way, seven and ten is what I see this team being. Um, I think they're. I think people might be sleeping on them just because, like, like you said, Eric, of how bad they've been the last two years that it's, you know, easy for most power rankings to put the Jags at like 30th, 32nd, you know, that sort of range. But, you know, there is 17 games. So, you know, there's one extra game from two years ago. 
it's easier to get to seven wins than it used to be. Um, and you know, they, they, they were in some close games last year. It's just, they got a, I, I, I just think that the leap of Trevor Lawrence in the second year, he's going to be so much better that he's going to, you know, create some wins for him. Maybe that we didn't expect. And overall, I think the fans will be happy uh, at how the team looks most of the year. Yeah, for sure. Anything over three wins is an upgrade already, but (laughs) but I'm ready to, you know, like our bye week there at week 11, like most of the time, by the time we get to that particular week, it's like, we're already like, all right, who are we going to draft in the draft next year? Like, I want to get to that point in the season and be like, okay, we could still make the playoffs or, you know, I just please Jaguars, come on, do that. Um, but I had the Jaguar. I'm not quite as optimistic on the record as Zach is, but I'm not far behind. I don't think we're going to be under six, but I think we're going to push. I think we're going to, I think six and 11 is probably what we'll do. I mean, we definitely have winnable games against, you know, what should be winnable games like the Texans twice, the lions, the jets, you know, the Colts at home. We always seem to beat, you know, the giants, Washington, like, but I think what's going to happen is, is I think the Jaguars are probably going to lose a couple of those games, but then at the same time, I think we're going to win one or two of these games on paper where it's like, Oh, there's no way they're going to win. I think we'll find a way to steal, like how the Jaguars beat the bills last year. I think we'll win it. We'll find a way to gain, win a game or two like that. But so I, but I think six is going to be the exact number. Obviously I hope I'm wrong. I'm, I would love it if we got more in the like 17 and 0 range, you know, <laughs> uh, but you know, if, if, as long as like near the end of the season, if we still have a chance to make the playoffs, I, that would be good enough for me with this season. And then hopefully next year, you know, we can get a couple more pieces and really start to make that playoff push. But, um, but all right, guys, that's going to wrap this episode up. So I hope you've enjoyed this and, you know, if you're not a Jags fan and you're waiting for your team, like this will be pretty similar to um, how these are going to go. They'll probably they'll definitely be shorter, like with it, because all the rest of them are just going to be us doing them by ourselves. We're not going to be collabing on any of them. But obviously, with the Jaguars being Zach and mine's favorite team, we wanted to do this one together. And so I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, Zach, I'll let you give any final thoughts and give the outro before we head out. Yeah, no, it, it's, you know, it's just going to be fun to watch uh, this team and see all the new players. I mean, it's it's just going to be, I think, completely different than what it was last year. You know, it's not I, I'm not expecting, a, you know, worst to first Cincinnati Bengals style here. But, you know, it's it's the build up. This is the start of, you know, what every fan who goes through a rebuild, you know, at the end of the rebuild, you want to see, you know, the results come in and. You know, we're at that point now where we're ready for wins. You know, we're not we're not trying to get the first pick ever again. Uh, yeah, I'm over that. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, guys, thanks for listening. And remember, be clutch. Please.